This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1136, an excerpt from the book, The 80-80 Marriage, A New Model for a Happier, Stronger Relationship, by Nate and Kaylee Klemp. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD for another episode in which we will look at a book excerpt rather than a blog post or an article. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino, and yes, for the first time since July, I believe, which is too long of a stretch. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at an excerpt from a really wonderful book written by Nate and Kaylee Klemp. Their book, The 80-80 Marriage, is all about how couples can go the extra mile in their marriages while not demanding too much of themselves. And this part I'll be reading today is about priorities specifically. So let's jump right in and start optimizing your life. An excerpt from the book, The 80-80 Marriage. A New Model for a Happier, Stronger Relationship by Nate and Kaylee Klemp We've always lived in a culture that celebrates success, and yet over the past few decades, we seem to be striving for something more like success on steroids. It's a strange new aspiration, best summed up by the belief that you can have it all. This wasn't always the case. It used to be enough to do one thing well. You could be a brilliant writer or an amazing athlete or an inspirational teacher or a successful business person or a devoted stay-at-home parent. You didn't have to be all five. With the rise of the 50-50 model, however, it's no longer enough to be great at just one thing. We've set a new cultural goal to be great at, well, everything. This perverse new goal weighs most heavily on women. As Gloria Steinem explains, Quote, you can work full-time in the paid labor force only if you keep on working full-time in the unpaid labor force. You cook three gourmet meals a day, you raise two perfect children, you dress for success. This leaves professional women feeling the guilt of not being home more. And it leaves stay-at-home moms with the nagging feeling that they should be doing more to advance professionally. It leaves most women feeling that to truly succeed, you have to become a modern-day superwoman, effortlessly amazing in all areas of life. End quote. And yet, this new cultural ideal also weighs heavily on men. During the early stages of the 2020 coronavirus pandemic, for example, one influencer on TikTok remarked, If you don't come out of this quarantine with, one, a new skill you learned, two, starting your side hustle, three, more knowledge, you never lacked time, you lacked discipline. Starting your side hustle, sculpting your six-pack, and reading the complete works of Aristotle, all during a global pandemic and economic meltdown. 
Why not? You can have it all. The real problem with this message is that it makes setting priorities impossible. In the 1950s, one partner, generally the man, prioritized work. The other, generally the woman, prioritized parenting and managing the house. Husbands didn't beat themselves up for not being fully present at home. Wives didn't get mom-shamed for missing a Little League game to attend a work meeting. Because there were no work meetings to attend. Priorities back then were simple. Now, however, to have it all, you have to prioritize it all. Howard H. Stevenson, the chair of Harvard Business Publishing, offers the perfect analogy for this approach. It's like walking on a balance beam while trying to juggle an egg, a crystal glass, a knife, and any number of other fragile or hazardous objects. Put simply, it's impossible. The Hidden Virtue of Failing in Life By now, two things should be clear. First, there's no such thing as having it all in married life, especially with kids. Second, we need a better approach to priorities. If we prioritize everything, then we end up effectively prioritizing nothing. Consider Susan. She's a mother of two children with a demanding career in marketing. As she explained, quote, I'm used to getting an A-plus in life, but I'm spread so thin right now that everyone in my life, my husband, my kids, my employees, gets a C or a C-minus from me. End quote. After talking with Susan, we were struck by her statement that everyone gets a C from her. The more we reflected on it, the more we began to see her impromptu life report card less as an admission of failure and more as an act of wise acceptance, a letting go of the idea that she should get all A's in life. Susan helped us see that unlike in school, where if you were one of those overachiever types, getting all A's was possible. There is no such thing as a life valedictorian. Life is more like going to a school where you're enrolled in a hundred different classes that meet constantly and at all hours of the day and night. To succeed across all subjects? Just think about everything you would have to master. The required course in being a star at work, being an amazing lover 101, the survey course in mastering the modern art of hyper-parenting, the senior seminar in working out daily, the 200-level class in caring for your aging parents, and so on. And yet, the bigger problem is, in life, getting an A in just one or two of these courses effectively destroys your ability to get an A in many of the others. If you decide to become a corporate superstar and get an A-plus in your career, you now say yes to every business trip, you work nights and weekends, and you play the politics of FaceTime at the office. Which means there is no way you can make it to all your kids' t-ball games, school events, and piano recitals. Your A-plus in your career destroys your ability to get an A at home. Conversely, if you decide to get an A-plus in parenting by joining the PTO, making banana bread from scratch for the school bake sale, shuttling your children to games and recitals, planning playdates, and being the room parent at school, your A-plus in parenting destroys your ability to get an A in your career. All of this leads us to the hard truth of modern life. We can't get all A's in life. And without clear priorities, we're unlikely to get any A's at all. In fact, Without priorities, we seem to naturally slip into the trap set by our you-can-have-it-all culture of trying to do everything well, feeling shame, inner criticism, and embarrassment when we don't, and then giving up altogether on having priorities and just responding randomly to the incoming demands of life. 
we think there's a better way to respond to this hard truth. What if we redefine success as getting only a couple A's in life? What if bringing our full focus and attention to one or two things was the ultimate life achievement? And what if we were willing, even excited, to fail at the rest of life? The basic approach here is to pick a few areas to prioritize and then willingly accept getting C's, D's, and F's in many of the other subjects of life. This sounds like a strange aspiration, but it's actually liberating. To know that the best you can give at work right now is a B allows you to loosen your grip on perfectionism. To know that you're shooting for a D- in parental involvement at your kid's school allows you to send store-bought cookies to your son's end-of-year class party with no shame. In fact, you're now an overachiever because D-minus parents probably don't even send cookies at all. It sounds crazy, but accepting your C's, D's, and F's in life frees up more energy to direct toward the handful of subjects that matter most to you. Of course, you might be thinking to yourself, I'm too busy to sit around sorting out my priorities. But without clear priorities, you're letting your peripheral friends, colleagues at work, extended family members, and requests from random people you have never even met rule your life. As Greg McCown, author of Essentialism, declares, quote, If you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. End quote. With clear priorities, on the other hand, you are putting yourself in control. You are giving yourself the courage and clarity to fail in some life classes that don't matter and get an A or two in the ones that matter most to you. You just listened to an excerpt from the book titled The 80-80 Marriage, A New Model for a Happier, Stronger Relationship by Nate and Kaylee Klemp. And such a great, versatile lesson from Nate and Kaylee. Really glad they reached out to us with this wonderful material and were gracious enough to let us share it with you. If you'd like a, uh, a visual representation of what they're talking about, let me speak quickly about what's known as the four burners theory. So the idea is to imagine your life as a stovetop with four burners. On one burner is your family, another burner is your friends, another burner is your health, and the last burner is your work. I would also suggest that alone time or recreation should be added in there, but that's besides the point. The idea is that you only have enough power or time to ignite two burners perfectly. You can also ignite three burners relatively well, but not as perfectly as if you were only heating up two. So the lesson here reflects Nate and Kaylee's excerpt, and it's that there's only so much time and energy available to us. You can be the perfect worker and be in perfect health, but your friends and family will inevitably suffer. Or you can have a relatively good family life, a relatively good social life, a relatively good work life, but your health will then suffer. Now, certainly there are ways to overlap here, which is important. You know, exercising with friends, going into business with a family member, etc. So think not only about your priorities and what truly matters to you, but also what parts of life you'll have to accept lagging behind on or abandoning, and what space you might have to overlap. That'll do it for today, though, friends. It's been a long one, and I'm so glad you stayed through it. Great material today from a great book. Be sure to check it out. If you liked it, then you'll certainly want to come back tomorrow where we will have a post from the Gottman Institute, one of the top sources of relationship research. I'll see you there, where your optimal life awaits.